All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 456 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, and today, the beginning of the week is a great way to start the week. Georgia Southern Eagles beat James Madison, number 25, James Madison, 45 to 38. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about these Falcons, too, man. Look, what, what did they do? Not only did they beat a pretty prominent team, in the NFC West, the 49ers, and they beat them in a pretty, you know, dominant fashion. Very well-played game by the Falcons. Very well-played game by Georgia Southern. So this is going to be a great episode. It's one of the better episodes that I feel that, that you know, that I can do based on the content that is provided. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is the First of Frame Rate Show. I could be found on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you want to listen or watch the podcast, I am on YouTube and Rumble. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football and everything under that umbrella. And like I said, today, it is a great day for both teams. Uh, you know, the Falcons, I want to start on them first because I talked about Georgia Southern in the, the video I did this past weekend when they beat James Madison. I didn't get to touch on the Falcons too much, uh, mostly because during, you know, the game I was out with my son and my wife we went to the state fair we had a phenomenal time you know it was all about my son having a great time and he did matter of fact um it, it was just it was just a great time i mean I, I just don't even know what to say it's just just to see him understanding what goes on at a carnival type of place where he's like enjoying all the rides it was just a great time he's only three years old and he loved every bit of it all right that just went off a little bit of a tangent right there with with that but nevertheless these falcons are showing you exactly who they are and what they're capable of in some cases going to be of and beyond when you look at the falcons or whatever the case may be this team has been competitive in every game they've been in every game even when we go back to the preseason i talked about this before on another episode where they they you know the margin of victory is like one possession or less than eight points in the eight points, the, the biggest margin of eight points that they lost was in the preseason. So throughout the regular season, I think the biggest margin of error that they lost was six, and that was the Tampa Bay, 15 to 21. All these other games have been, like, really close. So when you look at the Falcons and look at what they've been capable of doing, I mean, these guys are right in the thick of things when it comes to um, the NFL and the rest of this league. They've played, you know, one – they lost by one – to New Orleans, which they should have won that game. I, you know, they talked, they lost to uh, the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs, after being down 28 to 3. They almost came back and won that game 31 to 27. Beat Seattle by, I mean, they lost that game 31 to 27. I think I said that. They won against Seattle 27 23, four point game once again. Beat the Cleveland Browns 23 to 20, which is a three point game. And the biggest margin of error that they had was the 21-15 loss to Tampa Bay. And we know what happened with that game with the rough in the passing situation. Not to say that they would have won that game, but I'm just saying. They would have gave them a better chance to possibly try to win. Now, the San Francisco game won the game 28-14. Like I said, this was a more of a dominant game than anything. Marcus Mariota... He played exactly the way I thought he would play. Now, I would like to see him throw for more than 129 yards because, you know, I think in this league, you're going to have to produce up to 250 yards plus a game. But when you're 13 or 14, you have one incompletion, and the only incompletion you had was late in the fourth, what, late or mid in the fourth quarter. I mean, you can't you can't ask for nothing better than that if you're going to throw for this, you know, low amount of yards. Very efficient, 13 or 14, plus he ran 15 times for 51 yards. 
Oh, I'm sorry, six times for six fifty yards. So he produced almost 170 yards worth of you know uh, of offense, and he had three touchdowns. He threw for one and ran for one. If you're going to have those little bit, those small stats and passing, this is what you're going to have to do to balance it out. And I think he did a phenomenal job. I am not knocking Marcus Mariota for this. I would like to see more passing, but that that, that looks good. Caleb Huntley had six carry, 16 carries for 59, and Tyler Algier had 15 for 51. Zacchaeus was the leading receiver with 58 yards. Drake London had three for 40. Kyle Pitts had his first touchdown of the season with three of 19 with one touchdown. Pruitt had a touchdown. And you know what? If I want to knock on anything about this game, because I looked at that touchdown by Pruitt, go back and look at that game. Go back and look at that touchdown. Now, I obviously, for you know copyright reasons, I can't really show the play like I want to show it on YouTube or Rumble. But if you look at that play, I don't like that play call. Yes, it turned into a touchdown, but look at the other side of the field. I saw Pitts in London like bunched up in a in a in a um slant route. Like, what's up with that? I don't get it. Is that something by design? I don't know what it is. But you know what? When Drake London had a touchdown in another game, I want to say, uh, oh, hold on, let me go back and see. I can't remember what game it was. I want to say it could have been the Seattle game or it was, no, I, it was the Rams game. That play was called before where Drake London called a touchdown, and it was like kind of bunched up. So if anything that, you know, I have a critical problem with, it was that particular play. I don't like seeing London and and, um, and Pitts running the same route, like, right next to each other. It's kind of weird. But nevertheless, even with that, the defense stepped up big time. The defense got a couple of interceptions. We got a fumble recovery. Uh, I mean, you, you one of them was a scoop and score. I mean, what more could you ask for there? I mean, the defense did what they're supposed to do. Had the 49ers all over the place. Even though that they did try to move the ball a little bit uh, as well, they only put up 14 points, and they were shut out in the second half. When you're talking about defense, this is what you want. I mean, I loved every bit of that. They couldn't, they weren't able to run the ball. They only ran for 50 yards. The passing was okay, but Debo Samuels, even though he had seven for 79, it was a very quiet seven for 79. Wasn't very productive when it came to what happened on the scoreboard. And Kittle had 8 for 83, which was very quiet as well. Now, Brandon Ayuk had a couple of touchdowns. And for that being said, he did step up and found ways to get open. Can't knock him for that. But when you look at this right now, they shut everything down after halftime. The 49ers couldn't do anything. That was kudos to the defense. And speaking of the defense, how about Troy Anderson? Troy Anderson is looking really good right now. Really good draft pick right now for a rookie. He led the team in tackles, had the most total tackles, and he seemed like he is a difference maker out there in the middle of the field. I would not be surprised if he continues to, to start and actually make a name for himself as another Atlanta Falcons uh, linebacker. Rashad Evans as well came through, 12, for seven, uh, 12 um, total tackles. Seven of those tackles were solo. So those two guys look like a pretty good duo right now. Now the front seven, they're not looking they're not looking too shabby themselves. Um I didn't see anything that really stood out as far as um sacks or anything. We didn't get any sacks, but they did get a um a few tackles for loss. Uh I think no, I, I don't think they did either. They just got a handful of tackles. Cause um Ford and Bell got the tackles for loss, which can't can't knock that either. But nevertheless, you look at what everybody's doing. On defense, the secondary is looking good. The linebackers stepped up big time thanks to Troy Anderson, Rashad Evans. And 
if they continue to play like this, I think they're going to be just fine. I think they can you know, shock a lot of people. They're two and one in the division. They're three and three right now. And and to be honest with you, I think they can. I think they can hang with anybody. Do you look at all, uh, look at these other teams in the NFC? I mean, the Packers just got embarrassed. The Packers just got absolutely embarrassed. The uh, you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they don't look that good. They just lost to the Steelers, and and I'll be honest. You can make a case that they should have lost to us too and we were coming back in that game. You can make a case. I don't necessarily be, believe it, honestly, because it's Tom Brady, but we could have won that game. That, you know, it was a high possibility. And then when you look at all the other teams in the NFC, right now the only team I'm really, really worried about is the Philadelphia Eagles. They look really, really good. You know, that would be a big test. The, the Cowboys look good as well, but outside of that, I think we can hang with anybody. And I still think we can hang with the Eagles or Cowboys. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and just sell this team too short. I think they can make things happen. So Falcons fans, keep your, you know, you know, keep your hopes up a little bit. This team is actually giving it their all. You know, you look at every game that they played this year, they gave a, a lot of fight. They're very competitive. They're doing everything in their power to try to win these games. And the defense is constantly showing you what they can do. I mean, like I said, we can go back into these other games when uh, the sack on Geno Smith, the sack, the sack on Jacoby Brissett, the should have been sack on uh Tom Brady. You know what I mean? You look at the the, the way that the, they played against the 49ers just now. You know, we, and we won the last three of we won the last three out of our four games, which, like I said, that one that we lost is questionable. But keep your head up, man, uh, Falcon fans. This may be uh the surprise team because this team is looking fairly good. You know, next week they're going to be playing the uh, – next they're going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals. We go to Cincinnati. That may be somewhat of a tough matchup, but we'll see. The offensive line of Cincinnati is not as potent as you think. So we'll see how that goes. Let's jump over to the Georgia Southern Eagles, and then we're going to get up out of here. Georgia Southern beat Sam, um, um, James Madison 45-38. to What can you say about Kyle Van Trees? Up and down roller coaster. Up and down roller coaster. One down, sometimes he throw the ball and maybe be like, what's going on? The next time he throws a beautiful pass, he'd be like, oh, man, that's the quarterback that we're looking at. That's the quarterback that we want. And Calvin Trees, 38 to 64, 578, four touchdowns, one interception. He made some um, – he he got some receivers out on ES, uh, up on ESPN. He got the uh, sticker on college football final. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. Beating the top 25 team – uh, coming into Paulson once again, and Georgia Southern could have been a this this could have been a season saving game because now you you once again you're above five hundred. Conference play is not out of reach. You know it's not it's not out of reach. It can still be happening. You know you you just have to win pretty much all of your games, and you're two games away of bowling. Last year we went nine we went three and nine. Now we're we are we have surpassed our total of wins from last year. So. The, the the Georgia Southern dominant game overall for this team as well defensively. I mean these guys, Derek Canteen had twelve tackles, seven of them were solo, one hurry, one sack. Justin Ellis had a half a sack. Uh, Jackson had a half a sack. Uh, what can you say about Anthony Wilson? You know Anthony Wilson played a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Shout out to Anthony Wilson. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. This, you know, that's the city where I reside right now. And um, 11 tackles, six of them were solo, one sack, one tackle for a loss. 
I think I, I want to say that he had. Uh, oh, I don't think he had the fumble recovery. I could be wrong. Um, he also had an interception. Uh, let me see. I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't, I'm not sure if he had the fumble. I, I want to say he had the fumble recovery. I'm not sure. But um, what can you say about him? The the secondary stepped up pretty well. The front seven did okay. Uh, you know they did pretty good. These guys played a pretty good game overall. Even though James Madison, Centero, their quarterback, threw for 468 yards, he also had three interceptions. He had three of them. So when you look at what this team has done, Tyler Bride, Anthony Wilson, and Dylan Springer all had interceptions. One, you know, what could you ask for? You know, uh, when you look at the running game, it wasn't the best. But like I said in the video, Jalen White found a way to be a part of his offense. Six catches for 64 yards and one touchdown. And like I said before, that's one guy you do not want to tackle in open space. That kid is no joke. So overall, Georgia Southern's done a pretty good job. Now, the next game they have, which is going to be a tough game for them, they have to go up to Old Dominion. They're going to Old Dominion. Old Dominion looks pretty good. They just got finished beating a team that we lost to was Coastal. They beat them pretty handily. So now we're going to be, I think now we're going to be tested. The Old Dominion game, the South Alabama game, you know, all of these games are winnable. I'm going to be honest with you. All the next five games are winnable, even the Marshall and Appalachian State game, because they're both at Paulson and both of those teams don't look that good. If we can get through these two games and uh, I want to win them, I want to win them all the way through. I want to win against ODU and South Alabama, which I think we can. But if we can if we can lose one game out of the rest of this, once again that eight and four, that eight and four prediction looks pretty good. But one thing that needs to happen, and before I get out of here, I'm gonna say this: the defense is gonna have to continue to play like they did tonight. Well, not tonight, but last game. They're gonna have to continue to play like they played last game. They play defense like they did against um, James Madison. We can win out. And I'm dead serious when I say that. We can win out if we play defense like that. We get three turnovers and Kyle Van Trees don't turn the ball over. And if anything, he may turn the ball over once. You know, if that's the case, we can win the rest of these games. I don't look at Louisiana as a threat. I don't look at if any team, I mean, Appalachian State's always going to give us a fight. Always. That, that's 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 always going to be a given. ODU looks kind of spooky right now because they look scary right now because they just beat Coastal. You know, even though they're three and three, you know, they, you know, you got to understand these teams come in with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to feel some type of way. I just talked about that again against the Georgia state game. They beat army. That was their first win of the season. They had a chip on their shoulder. So they're going to, they're going to play us tough anyway, because it's a robbery. So old dominion, we got to go back and play those guys. It's been a while since we played them. It was like in a, in the FCS playoff. We played them. It was a great game. We played against them with the comeback victory, but you know, times have changed. These are two different teams now. Oh, Old Dominion got a pretty good pass rush as well. So these small, low passes, these quick passes are going to help us really big. We just need Kyle Van Trees to be accurate. And if we can get past that game, the last three out of four is at Paulson. I love our chances. If you like this commentary, hit the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Let me know what you guys think. Falcons win, Eagles win. It's been a great weekend of football. I love coming to you guys, talking about, you know, wins and getting uh, some positive feedback from not only uh, us, but not only us as fans, but positive feedback in return from the performance that these teams put out. It's always a good time when you see a team win 
on top of them putting on a good performance. It's one thing to put a good performance and lose because you understand, okay, this, 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 and this happened. But when they put in a good performance and win, it just feels so much better. Hopefully they build off that. I'm going to talk more about this defense for Georgia Southern going forward throughout the week. We're going to talk in, more into that because if we can get any type of production out of this defense anywhere near like we did this week, this weekend, we're going to be a tough team to beat. All right, y'all, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys. Check out all the links down in the description if you want to support and or find other ways to subscribe to other avenues of the show. I am on YouTube and Rumble, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And I will see you guys on Tuesday. All right, y'all, y'all take it easy and y'all be blessed. Peace.